There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, welcome to Talking Sense with me, Dr. Marta. Every week, I answer one of your real-life questions, and I offer you psychological understandings, ideas, and suggestions to guide you. Before we begin, I'd like to take a little moment of pause, a small reflection if you like, just to get you in the right frame of mind before we start today. All I want you to think about today is where you can sprinkle in some love, to yourself or to another. This can be a really small thing, it could be a word, it could be a text, it could be a short call, it could even just be a gesture, a smile to a stranger is kind and loving. What can you do this week to sprinkle in a little bit more love around you? And now, let's begin. Today's question is on building self-love in our children. And I'm just going to let this parent ask it for themselves. How can we help our children with self-love and self-confidence, especially for children whose love language is not necessarily words? So you can tell a child that you love them over and over and over again and that they are loved, but what if they don't feel that? So how do we help those children who... um, struggle to hear that they're loved but also struggle to um, love themselves oh you know I really like this question because I think it's something that most of us as parents want to empower our children to feel and to have this sense of feeling liked and feeling accepted feeling really confident feeling proud of what they can do and thinking well of themselves and we can call this self-love or we can call it self-esteem either way we are talking about the same thing I'm going to call it self-esteem because that's a kind of psychological jargon that we would usually use and I think also sometimes when we talk about self-love that can get a little bit confusing I think when we talk about self-love sometimes people misunderstand that as being something that is selfish or arrogant or even narcissistic and even though that is definitely not the case you know self-love is about feeling positive about yourself resilient enough to get through challenges and confident enough in your skills to get through things I think there's still that little bit of a language barrier here so I much prefer calling it self-esteem so that we're all very clear about what we're talking about and you know self-esteem is critical to child development um It really matters because when children feel really good about themselves, then they feel confident to try things that might challenge them or things that are completely new and different. They're more likely to try their best and to not give up when they can't do as well as they hope to. So in other words, good self-esteem helps children be okay with their mistakes 
And rather than see them as failures, it helps them try again. And we know that children with low self-esteem feel really unsure of themselves. So they often think that others won't accept them or their flaws will put others off or they don't want to try in case they get something wrong. And they might have a harder time standing up for themselves as well because children who have poor self-esteem will just recoil and stand back rather than stand up for themselves or find others who can be upstanders alongside them. So rather than giving up really easily, which is what a child with low self-esteem would do when they make a mistake, um, a child who has high self-esteem will just learn from that mistake. So if you like self-esteem, we can put that together with a growth mindset. Now, what I think this question is actually really asking about is how do we develop this with our children? And how do we do this without just words? And this is an important point because I think as adults and even in our society, we think of love as a very wordy thing. Even in like movies and books, there's a lot of language and romantic stuff to do with love. But love is an emotion. Love is something that you have to feel for it to be real. And more than just an emotion, it's an action. Our words mean absolutely nothing if they're not shrouded in actions that give children that sense of feeling loved and that can help them build that self-esteem. But it's not just that, because self-esteem starts straight away from time of birth. It's something that, because it's an emotion, um, it's something that babies can feel, and you know, at birth, children feel loved by our holding and our warmth and our body, but also our vocal tone, also the way that we touch them, you know, soothingly, warmly, all those things that develop over time and make a child feel safe. Because a part of love is about feeling safe. And if you've just listened to the beginning of this podcast when I talked about self-esteem, a lot of it is about feeling safe to get things wrong and to mess up and to be imperfect, okay? A lot of it is about safety. So just feeling safe, loved and accepted is the best beginning to build these foundations of self-esteem and as little ones become toddlers and then young children then there's going to be more things that children do by themselves and when they use their skills one of the things that we can do as adults is pay attention to what they do so allowing children to try and make mistakes One of the things I talk about a lot is that we can't protect our kids from getting things wrong because actually getting things wrong is part of the process. We can't stop our kids from getting frustrated or breaking something without meaning to or building something and it falling apart. We have to let our children fail and we also have to let our children feel disappointed because this is where they learn that things can get picked up again you can start again and you can learn something new. And this is a chance, an opportunity to grow self-esteem. So I'm gonna give you some ideas of things that this might be, just to give you a sense, because I know this can sound really, really vague. So it can be things like learning to make a friend, getting along with them and not getting along with them. 
As parents, we often have this need to fix friendships with our children, to make things okay. And I'm not talking about bullying here, that's a very separate topic, but when friends fall out and when a child bickers with another and, you know, they've taken their toy or something's gone wrong, it's not our job to fix it. It's our job to help our child regulate their emotions and learn some social skills, which often are words or small actions, to repair a friendship with another. This is where that self-esteem bit can grow. Other things can be learning any kind of new thing, any sort of new skill you can think of for your child, whether it's drawing a love heart, whether it's riding a bike and it's a pedal bike or a balance bike, whether it's building something, all those things that are a first for your child. And there will be so many. And some of them will be tiny and some of them will be huge. You know, doing the zips or the buttons on their clothes, learning to tie laces. These are all everyday types of skills that children learn over time. But they need to practice these activities. And they need to be able to ask for help and for you to give the minimum amount to support them through it whilst allowing them to get it wrong and to learn that they can get it right over time with practice. So it is about allowing them to try things that are really hard alongside trying things that feel really good to do and they really enjoy. And in those moments, the times when they're doing something they really enjoy and they're good at, Our job as parents is to witness and value what they do. It's not to add a comment or to try and get them to do better, okay? Because self-esteem is built kind of from the ground up and we want our children to feel that what they can achieve is already great. So the kind of praise that really works here is the kind of praise that I've talked about in a separate podcast at length, but it's the kind of descriptive praise. You want to name what you've seen your child do and allow the wow to be all theirs. So let's take the example of tying laces. Let's say your child has tied a knot and the lace hasn't quite come out right, but they're really close. You want to punctuate that. So it might sound something like, I just saw you tie a knot on your trainer. And then I saw you do the bunny ears and pull them. How did that feel? You want to pause and help your child really think about what they're doing, what they've already achieved, how far along they are on those steps. And if your child hears you speak in that way, what often happens is they'll get a sense of pride inside them because they recognize, I did it, I got that far. For some children, that won't be good enough because some children are natural perfectionists. And what happens is tying the knot and getting the laces nearly but not quite is a failure. So these are the kind of kids that need a lot of validation. They need more validation for the fact that they didn't quite get where they wanted to. And they need you to recognize that rather than pulling them out and trying to make them see the silver lining or the positive. So that's why descriptive praise is so helpful because all you're doing is describing You're not layering your emotion. You're not saying, wow, you tied a knot. That's amazing. That's not descriptive praise. That's you praising and layering your emotional load onto what your child has done. If instead you say, I saw you tie a knot and try to pull it into a lace, how does that feel? And your child says, that feels bad because I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm rubbish at tying laces. 
then you know that your child is in a place where they don't feel like they're doing good enough. And your job is to just acknowledge, empathize, and validate. So it may sound like, I can see you're trying really hard to tie your laces and it's not working. It's really frustrating that it takes so much practice to learn that skill. I think after some time, you're going to be able to do it. You want to give your child hope, okay? After some time, after some practice, when you've done this enough, you're going to be there. You're going to be able to do it. And if you want, you can also offer your child some support. So that might sound like, is there anything I can do to help you? Some children will say no, they'll be too frustrated. And that's your cue to know that what they need from you is emotional regulation. They don't need a fix. They don't need you to problem solve. They need you to just sit with their discomfort of not managing to do something that they're trying hard to do. And over time, they might allow you to do a tiny step, which might be, I'll hold one of the laces or I'll hold the knot or try it this way round or even okay watch me sometimes it takes lots and lots of watching other people do laces before it makes sense in the, in your brain because it's a really tricky thing to do it's really important that we teach children that it's okay to ask for help and that is not a sign of low self-esteem because everybody needs help sometimes and that it's okay for things to be really hard. There's no shame in it. There's no failure in it. And even if your child is the kind of child who pushes back against that, okay, who just carries on saying, but I'm rubbish, I'm rubbish, I'm rubbish. Your job is to just sit with it, okay? Not fix it, not change it, but kind of say, yes, you're right. Learning something new feels really rubbish sometimes. I get that. And it's okay that you feel this way. It doesn't mean tying shoelaces is going to be hard forever. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, if we think about self-love, self-esteem as something that has to be felt, we need to know that it is about children going through these experiences, the good and the bad, and coming out the other side. So a lot of it is about supporting our children to learn how to do things that are really difficult. First through our showing, then by helping and then letting them go and using praise in a really wise way. So what we're doing is valuing their skills, but not layering what we want or what we hope or what we think they can achieve. Because I think that one of the things with self-esteem is that 
children tend to look out to others for that kind of validation, right? They're looking out to you to say, is this good enough or is it not? And one of the hardest things as parents is to kind of hold back from that just a tiny bit to allow their experience to be the one that shines through. You don't have to do this all the time. I think sometimes when I talk about these things, some adults believe that, you know, you can't say to your child, whoa, that's amazing, you did that. Of course you can do that. You know, praise feels good. And I've talked about this before, but it's totally okay to praise your child and to give them a sense of pride for them that comes from you. It's okay, as long as it comes within a balance of other types of praise. Because if we want to build this idea of self-love, self-esteem, even self-confidence, it has to come from within them, not externally from us. Because the biggest danger is that when children become adults and all they've ever received is positive praise from others um, and they get something wrong at work or in a, you know, a kind of learning situation, they crumble because without the positive praise, they feel worthless. And so we want children to develop this inner voice, this inner praise, this inner sense of achievement that comes from them, not from others. So one of the things that you can really, really do is be a really good role model of this. And again, this is something I say and often adults cringe and think, I can't do this. There's a reason why you can't do this. You can't do this if you've never done this before and it therefore is gonna feel unfamiliar. Unfamiliar things feel tricky. But that tricky feeling doesn't mean you're doing it wrong or you're getting it wrong or something is wrong about what I'm saying. That kind of tricky feeling is kind of, the little signal that says you're doing something different. And when you do something different, it always feels challenging. And this is also a really helpful reminder for us as adults in front of our children that doing new things is hard. And this goes back to this idea of self-esteem and self-love. If we're able to go through this process ourselves, it models something really important to our kids, which is that even in adulthood, we can build self-love, but it's hard. So this is what I'm gonna challenge you to do, which is about being a really good example to your child. Okay, so it's about modeling the right attitude to doing tasks. So think and notice about times when you do tasks and you're frustrated or you're grumbling or you're moaning or you didn't quite get it right. How do you react? What does your child see? when this happens to you, what do they hear you say? And how can you swap that in a way that teaches your child that doing something imperfectly is actually okay? What we wanna focus on here is effort, not outcome. So imagine, this has happened to me recently, imagine you're baking something and it doesn't come out as pretty as it looks in the recipe book, but you put all the right ingredients and you put your heart into it And, you know, maybe it tastes great. You can make this kind of sound positive whilst connoting the fact that it doesn't look the same and that there is a sense of disappointment. So that might sound something like, oh, I worked really hard on this cake. It looks nothing like that picture. I'm clearly not a baker. But you know what? It smells pretty good. And I think it might taste all right. Shall we try it? We want to show our kids that we can be proud of doing something and still think, maybe next time I can do this better. 
this is good. This is progress. This is learning. This is what self-esteem is made of, okay? Self-esteem is not about saying, I'm the best all the time. That's not self-esteem. Self-esteem is about saying, I did good enough and maybe I can do better next time. I could keep trying this. So notice what you are modeling yourself about you, not just in your words, but also in your actions. I think as adults, it's really hard when we're in those places where we are self-criticizing ourselves, you know, and criticism can show up in us in our gestures, our manners, even our huffing and puffing and whatever it is. And so without us actually using words, our children can hear the fact that we're disappointed in ourselves and they can see it and they are learning from it. So one of the things that's definitely true is that we can't be asking our children to love themselves and no matter how you do, you should still be like proud of who you are and keep trying if what we're modeling is that we crumble at the first hurdle um, and not getting things perfect or not getting it quite right, that we get really irritated and angry and upset and or we give up. So just notice what you're doing in your home yourself because you are really your child's teacher and first and foremost, they learn by just watching us. So be really careful about that too. A few more things that can help you grow the sense of self-love, self-esteem, self-worth in your child. One of them is to try and focus on your child's strengths. Pay lots of attention to what your child does really well and they already enjoy. And make sure that they've got lots of opportunities to develop these skills. So think about your child, who are they? Are they a very physical kid? Are they really good at sports or balance or you know movement related things? Are they really creative? Are they into like music or art? Or could they be really good at acting stuff out? What areas outside of just play and even structured school can your child continue to enhance these skills in? And of course, there's lots of other skills. I've only named a couple here. But just really think about your child and where you can find extracurricular activities or areas in your community where your child can use some of these skills and thrive. Because one of the things that's really important with self-esteem is that children feel good about themselves. But one of the things that makes children feel good about themselves is not just enjoying an activity, which is really important, which is why I'm saying make sure that your child has lots of opportunities for this. But if you can expand on this, it's even better. Because what happens is that children learn to see that what they're good at, what they enjoy, can also matter to others. Um, so maybe your child can help you at home when you're planning a party or, you know, maybe for a sibling, maybe it's for yourself, maybe it's for them. How, if they're really creative, how can they get involved in some of the planning or the organizing? You know, if your child's really sporty and physical, what are the kind of things around your house that could be physical and they might really enjoy taking a part in and feeling valued as part of your family? that they are doing something. So it might be a very dewy kind of thing, you know, it might be like carrying some of the shopping from the car and then feeling like really strong and able because they can help you carry stuff. Some of it does not have to be complicated, but it's about valuing your child's strengths and making them feel like these are really valued parts of your family system. And one of the things that also grows the kind of self-esteem and 
all these like good things in your child is when they have a role in the family. And I truly believe that all children should have a role. They all need to have things that they feel in control of and that they feel that they bring to you as a family. And I think as adults, it's really easy to just be in control of everything because most of us know what we're doing and we do it well enough and so we just keep going. But it is about sometimes allowing things to not be perfect, but allowing your child to do it. So, you know, again, maybe your child is into like, if they're quite creative, they might also like organizing or planning things. Can they be the ones who organize your pantry or your kind of herbs or, you know, what can they organize in your kitchen? Maybe it's your cutlery drawer. Can they be the ones who like clean it out and make sure that it's like always well organized? I know this might sound like a really small task, but it's one that children can feel really proud of because they're doing something that adds value to your entire home. And if it's something that still feeds into their strengths and the stuff that they like, they're going to enjoy doing it. So why not? So there's another idea. Try and offer your child those kind of areas in your home where they can bring strengths and they can build that self-esteem and that value. And these are all things that they are doing and hopefully also feeling while they do. They are not based on you telling your child that you love them. But I know this question said without words, some of our love language is about how we offer affection to our children. And one of the things I'm going to invite you to do, and I do this often, and I will probably never stop, is for you to keep sprinkling affection onto your child every day. Without fail, no matter how hard your day is, your child should have a sense that you see them, that you appreciate them, that you love them. And it's up to you how you do the sprinkling. It might be with words such as I love you, but those can also seem very futile. It can be with gestures of love. They might be hugs in your house. They might be kisses. They might be holding hands for no reason other than just wanting physical touch. So not holding hands on the road or to cross the street, but on the sofa, just to feel that little bit closer together. Some children are really physical and I can feel so comforting that you're sat beside them and actually want to touch them and you're doing it willingly. For some children, it's other kinds of gestures. It might be like a way of saying hello that's particular and special to you and your child. My daughter likes to make a love heart with her fingers and her hands and that's become part of our love language between us. She'll sometimes look at me and make a little heart and I reciprocate. And that's a way for us to say we love each other. And it's a small gesture, it takes seconds to do. But think carefully. How can you sprinkle words, affirmations with touch and gestures to show your child that they're loved all the time? Even at those times where your child is saying, I'm not lovable, or I'm not worth it, or I'm rubbish at something, okay? And I want you to see that not necessarily as your child lacking in self-esteem, but a sign of your child growing self-esteem and still being in that process. Self-esteem is something that we grow throughout our life and we all have ups and downs with it. There's going to be life events, there's going to be changes, there's going to be things you don't expect that come along and they kind of chip away at your self-esteem. 
But when you have a foundation of it that has been there since the early days of your life, what happens is you can rebuild, okay? The foundation never goes. It stays there. But of course, there are going to be times where you feel rubbish. Even as an adult, it's going to happen. You don't feel so good about yourself. You feel like you're worthless. You feel like everybody's better than you. These moments happen in most people's lives. And it doesn't mean that suddenly your self-esteem is eroded for good. It may mean that this is a time where you need to dig deep into your resilience and seek support, a little bit like a child seeking support for tying their laces. You need to ask help from another. You need to reach out and explain that you're feeling really low so that hopefully another adult in your loving network will respond just the way that we are hoping to respond to our children with acknowledgement, empathy and validation. Because often, that's all we need to then feel like we are acceptable. We are worthy. We're not feeling great right now, but we can move on, try again tomorrow, another day, and it will feel better again. So just remember that self-esteem grows over time. And all those little things that you're doing, sometimes it might feel like you're not doing anything because your child is in one of those blip moments and they're still developing self-esteem, but it's going to build up into something like a foundation that they can dig into when they're a little bit older. So don't give up, keep going. And remember, self-esteem is also really important for you. So don't forget to give yourself some loving affirmations, some loving touch, and some like healthy reminders that what you do is good enough, both for your child and with yourself. And we're coming to an end. I like to end on a little mantra to hold you for the rest of the week. And given our conversation today, my mantra for you is, it won't always be this way. Never forget that things pass and that keeping working on things as you do as a parent just shows your commitment and your love and your want to do the best you can. And that is all you can do. I have just launched the Confident Parent course and if you haven't heard of it, you can find out more on my website www.drmartapsychologist.com. It's a course that I really hope will empower you in feeling like the best parent you can be with your child. So go have a look and if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. I hope you have a restful week and I so look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Talking Sense. Until then, see you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.